Tiki Hut Media. From Tiki Hut Media, this is Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Hey there, Jerry here. Glad you could join us for this second Sunday in Lent. Every Sunday morning during the season of Lent, we will be having a shorter episode talking about different aspects of Lent as we lead up to Easter Sunday morning coming up in April. This morning's scripture is from Luke 13, verses 31 through 35. It reads, At that time, some Pharisees came to Jesus and said to him, Leave this place and go somewhere else. Herod wants to kill you. He replied, Go tell that fox, I will keep on driving out demons and healing people today and tomorrow, and on the third day I will reach my goal. In any case, I must press on today and tomorrow and the next day, for surely no prophet can die outside Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often I have longed to gather your children together, as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. Look, your house is left to you desolate. I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So we're looking at Luke 13, 31 through 35 there. But Luke 13 actually begins with Jesus teaching on the nature of the kingdom of God. And then it concludes with this passage in which Jesus has a conversation with a group of Pharisees warning Jesus about Herod and his desire to kill him. It doesn't seem like much of a stretch to connect the kingdom of God clashing with the kingdom of this world. Herod's rule and desire to wipe Jesus out, for example. Jesus is on the road to Jerusalem, wrapping up his earthly ministry in Galilee and making this final descent, so to speak, into the spiritual and political capital of the Jewish people. He still has much to teach his disciples, but the trajectory of his earthly ministry has been shifted now to its final destination, Jerusalem. And in the midst of this shift, a rather strange scene unfolds in this passage. A group of Pharisees approach Jesus with some news. Leave this place and go somewhere else. They say, Herod wants to kill you. This is surprising not because Herod wants to take Jesus' life, but because it's the Pharisees who tell him. Herod had already killed Jesus' cousin John the Baptist for criticizing his divorce and remarriage. And up to this point, the Pharisees as a whole, Nicodemus and a few others notwithstanding, have been constant critics of Jesus' ministry. And it's difficult to understand why they would offer this unsolicited help to someone they believed was an enemy of the true faith. Now, Luke doesn't give us the motivations of the Pharisees, and so we have to do some inferring to come up with a reason for their supposed generosity. While there is some variety of positions as to what these motivations were, most scholars believe that at best, the Pharisees shared this information because it was somehow in their best interest. At worst, they may have been part of a conspiracy with Herod against Jesus. One commentary notes after his experience with John the Baptist, Herod may not have wanted the murder of another prophet on his conscience, but he did want to be rid of Jesus. So, here we have a foreshadowing of the events to come, though, as Jesus makes clear in his response, no one, not even Herod, will be able to get in the way of God's will for Jesus' life. Jesus' response, 
shows that he is undaunted by this advice and offers a public criticism of Herod's leadership. He says in verse 32, Go tell that fox, I will keep on driving out demons and healing people today and tomorrow, and on the third day I will reach my goal. In other words, no one is going to get in the way of God's purposes, not even the Roman-backed ruler of Judah, Herod himself. Jesus then says he must press on so that he might die in Jerusalem. Now, this may seem like an odd statement, but it, in combination with the next verse, demonstrates the tension that exists in Jesus' eyes, and therefore God's eyes, as it relates to Jerusalem. Now, Jerusalem is the spiritual city of God, Zion, the place where God's very presence is housed in the temple. And yet, it is also the place, as Jesus notes in verse 34, where you kill the prophets and stone those sent to you. It should be noted that this is not mere rhetoric. Numerous prophets, faithful to God and not to the powers that be, were killed in Jerusalem, notably Zechariah and Uriah. And calling Herod a fox is another interesting part of that text. It isn't difficult to see that Jesus has really no love loss for the one who murdered his cousin for arbitrary reasons. One commentator said a fox was a metaphor that paints Herod as a sly, cunning, and voraciously destructive individual. And yet, no matter his cunning, Herod will not be the one to take Jesus' life. That's already spoken for in a matter of words. Jesus' response to this is not mere judgment, though that does take place, but also a care and desire to nurture the people of the city of God. Jesus goes on in verse 34, How often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. Now, these words draw from a number of Old Testament passages where Jesus speaks in the first person for God as, in, as is typical of a prophet and explains how he has longed to care for and protect Jerusalem as a hen cares for her chicks. Is there a more tender image than this? However, the chicks do not want to stay in the nest, an allusion perhaps to the nation's lack of desire to be gathered again before him in the protective care of his salvation. So Jerusalem comes into view as both the place of God's presence, but also the location Jesus will be put to death by the unjust powers of the day. And I'll take just a moment here to focus this section on one particular application of the text, and I'd like to do so by just giving my own story from my own life in this podcast that I think helps articulate the dynamic of it. As I was beginning this podcast, and we're over a year into this podcast now, we started in November of 2020. And I can tell you, I go and I look at all the numbers and the listeners and the number of downloads and the number of comments and all of that sort of thing. And I look at it. There are not thousands and thousands and thousands of people listening to this podcast. There are very few, actually. We're a small little podcast. I have questioned whether or not I needed to do this. I wanted to start it out as just a way to crack open a couple of beers and we talk about faith and life on this podcast and, and maybe share, and I would like for it to be more interactive, but it just didn't seem to be working out, especially in the early days of it. And I was talking with a friend of mine. He said this, he said, if this vision of this podcast is God's will, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. If you believe this is what God has called you to do, 
than ignore the critics. And I had been criticized. There have been those who criticized and said, well, you get too preachy. You talk about Jesus way too much on that podcast. And, and I just don't like listening to it. Well, that stung. That stings when I hear that. And his comment helped me. It didn't take the sting completely out, but it did help considerably. And it's something I've come back to time and again when things have been tough here at Soul Ramblings Podcast. It seems to me this is a very similar message that Jesus shares with the Pharisees when they try to warn him of Herod's desire to have him killed. Jesus' will will be done no matter what. Nothing will be able to deter it. Thank you for joining us this morning on this shorter episode. We'll continue these through the season of Lent every Sunday morning. They will drop shorter episodes, just a Lenten reflection every week leading up to Easter. Hope you can join us next Sunday morning for the next episode. In the meantime, a new episode of Soul Ramblings podcast, the full episode, will drop on Wednesday. Hope to see you here then. You can always go to our Instagram page and our Facebook page and like those pages and follow us. Subscribe wherever you're listening. We would really appreciate you doing so. And so I leave you with this. Now to him who is able to strengthen you according to the gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages, but has now been disclosed and through the prophetic writings has been made known to all nations to bring about the obedience of faith. To the only wise God be the glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening to Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Download new episodes every week. And if you haven't already, subscribe and be sure to leave us a rating and review. Soul Ramblings is a Tiki Hut Media production. Mm-hmm.